0: On today's episode, I have a guest who was on the show this year as part of our roundtable discussion about health, well-being in music, and ways to help yourself during COVID. It's part of introducing transformational practitioners onto the show each month. Between all the brilliant minds in music, I wanted to bring this man back to discuss his amazing career and body of work. This guy has spent his whole life and career, you could say, obsessed with high achieving and has accomplished what many would dream about his n- new peak performance and coaching business is rapidly becoming popular within the cl- within with clients in the uae and across the MENA region an accomplished coach and practice and practicing in master life health in transformation nutrition rsci nlp practitioner practitioner master hypnotist, timeline paradigm master practitioner, and in relationships as well. He has worked on multi-billion dollar aviation and and transportation projects and completed in multiple Ironman competitions before turning his career into a coaching business. Still an owner of multiple businesses and a proud husband and father. On today's episode, we're discussing When is it time to pause, surrender, or quit? His very own The Ascension Method, collective consciousness, energy, and quantum healing, daily routines, and setting boundaries. Arsalan Al Hashimi, welcome again to Electronic Music Man. So glad to have you back for a one on one to learn more about you and share your stories, your methods, and to the career of, of Electronic Music Man uh, audience. Welcome back.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here again. Uh, love chatting with you, bro. Thanks, Thank mate. You.
0: <laughs> so tell me about your Iron Man competition experiences. Many people compete with them in, uh, to push themselves with uh, and deal with demons, their shadows, and push their limits in order to grow and become better versions of themselves. Surely there are better and less extreme ways to, to to reach these outcomes what was your fascination and interest with them and um your last competition you practically completed the race sick and caused severe health health conditions as a result when is it time to surrender or quit
1: um i think a good time to surrender or quit is way beyond way before what happened to me actually as you said i uh, i i crashed and burned um metaphorically, of course, mm. not, uh, <laughs> not physically in my last iron race. And um, I got diagnosed with the free sicknesses after that that were uh, pretty hectic, to be honest. It took me a few years to, to, get, o- to get over them. Mm. And um, I think one of the most valuable lessons that I got out of this experience with Ironman is to learn when to uh, listen to my body and how to listen to my body and mind and know when to quit before it's too late, uh, because a lot of people actually don't know how to do that. In this life of, uh, where we're taught that we're supposed to uh, grind all day, all night to succeed in our dreams and not really listen to, uh, to our buddies and, and, and take a break whenever, whenever we need to, uh, this was a huge, huge lesson, which I was able to actually also transfer into this business that I do now. Um, the Ironman was really interesting, to be honest with you. I, uh, um, I started it thinking that I'm just going to do triathlons, which is a shorter version, um, distance wise and time wise. And then I started getting obsessed with the, uh, with the science behind it, actually, because I am the kind of person that's always been pushing myself to the limits. And, uh, Ironman is, uh, is, as, as far as you can push, in terms of sports and achievements uh, in, that, in that arena. And so uh, I just got obsessed with the, with the science behind it. The, the, the readings we get from Ironman with all the technology that's available right now is very, very insightful. I was able to test so many different diets, so many different uh, methods of training, uh, many different mindset uh, approaches um, for me. And then I slowly started testing it on other people um and it was very extremely insightful it was actually like the platform that that really launched uh my coaching business as in going into it full time
0: right and i mean i i guess because there it's still very popular and a lot of people use it to transform their lives as a as a way to so would you say that the um the the disciplines and the structures and the science, as you said, that is involved helps that whole process. Like it creates, I guess, new ways of um, living and, and that are that you take away with you after after the experience. And you can without living like an Iron Man every day of your life. But it does set new structures and and it also you're able to learn uh about your limits and and your behavioral patterns and your the resistance and becoming more resilient. Is is that what fascinates people to do these competition? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not I'm not gonna speak for all people, but I know that this sport. Attracts certain type of people to start mm. with. Um, and uh, I think that uh, type of uh, type of mentality um, uh, benefits greatly from from the from from the structure of this sport. I mean, don't forget that this sport is three sports. So it's not just one sport. The many people that run long distances like marathons or swim long distances in open water or do cycling are playing individual sports, you have to actually coordinate three sports into your life, which you have to do equally well. Um, and everybody is along the, uh, the, the spectrum of how good they are in one sport or the other. Um, and then you also have your families. You also have your career. Uh, most of us are not professionals. So we also have our work. Uh, we also have our families to take care of. It's like another full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know, or sometimes three full-time jobs that you have to incorporate into your life. So it teaches you a lot of skills that um, uh, that you can incorporate into your life. And especially after you walk away from it, and there's that void of the Iron Man, which a lot of people suffer with after they leave for a year, because it's really like breaking up a relationship, you know? But afterwards, you can start incorporating all these things you've learned about yourself, about uh, time management, about nutrition about uh, rest like you were saying rest and recovery and how you can incorporate that into your life it's a, it's an amazing vehicle of uh, of learning of learning and, and 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 consciousness i guess you know in that
0: sense and what would be the the minimum um i guess length of training that's required i guess it does depend on someone's fitness level but um yeah i uh, you know like what would be the sort of on an average someone who is athletic and and trains on the regular or is an average sort of fitness sort of level what would be would they need 12 months advance would they need six months three months like i guess it would vary but what 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 advice would you say there
1: to to complete an Mm. ironman i mean look as you said it depends where you're coming from. Uh, and it also depends on very, very many variables. What kind of body do you have? Uh, what kind of uh, metabolic system do you have? All these things pour into it. Uh, for me, I came uh, from, a, from an athletic background already, uh, but my, 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 my background was not uh, endurance. Um, so I had to literally switch my whole system um, into an endurance system, uh, which took quite a while. It took about two years. Um, and the worst thing you can do is what I did, which is rush yourself into it because you're going to find that wall that I crashed into. Mm. You know, um, I, One of the things I learned was to also listen to people that are much better than me and actually listen to advice uh, because I did not listen to the advice of a few coaches that advised me to kind of slow down and take this easily. Mm. Um, and I rushed into it and that was one of the reasons why I, I, I struggled at the end. Uh, but my advice regardless is find a really good coach and, uh, research them really well. Make sure they know what they're talking about and then, um, and then get into it. Mm. Um, and, and stick to the advice they're telling you literally exactly word for word, like don't come up with your own, don't come up with your own stuff. (laughs) <laughs> like me <laughs> yeah that's my that's what my advice would be but in general i think it takes about like uh one two three years of, of preparation on your... yeah yeah wow yeah i mean a full iron man if you are in the mid-range of people like just completing it you're talking about 10 hours of continuous work
0: what what you a, know a week a day what what do you mean
1: no, the the, oh, race, the race, the race, the race itself. The race. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about it's about it's about ten hours. If you're really really good, you'll finish it in about eight or nine. But if you're and if you're slower, you'll finish it in twelve. Mm. So it's twelve at uh, ten hours of continuous work at that rate is 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 something that you really need to get up for. There are people that finish it within six months. Don't get me wrong, mm. but talk to these people afterwards, and you'll understand why you shouldn't. You <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah.
0: Is, and is that because of the the impact that the body faces after and the recovery after uh, after it?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Most people don't understand that the race is one thing. The race is when you're when you're done, really. The race is when you're when you're having fun. Mm. It's all the preparation you have to go through before mm. that. That's where 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 the damage could happen. It's not the race. Mm. The race is just a one day thing where you're enjoying and it's a beautiful because there are people around you. There are people supporting you. You know, you have this goal. You're driven. Adrenaline is available. Cortisol available. Everything to pick you up. There's food. There's drinks. People are cheering. But when you're training, it's a lonely, lonely path. Yeah. Man. I remember, like waking up four o'clock in the morning, going to bike here in the middle of the desert for three to four hours by myself. No music allowed. Mm. Nothing. It's just you and the bike and the element, And
0: your thoughts. So. You know,
1: and that's <laughs> it. You know. Yeah. And just just imagine, you know, you meditate for three or four mm. hours, you know, you've done that mm. stuff. Just imagine what you're going through when you're actually on a bike mm. monotonous in the middle of the desert mm. for three to four hours and you do this like two or three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And and there's running and there's swimming. Sometimes you have to do it twice a day. Yeah. Then there's gym, there's maintenance, food, fixing your bike. It's a full time thing.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I can I can certainly see that that kind of discipline and uh project to do something like this how it could um uh have benefits to the you know your life after it, it, both professionally and personally you know like just um it would it would lay down some some some, some, some foundations and of course for you it inspired you to review i guess the way you look at things and the way and it and it inspired you to create this new business of yours as well um and it became some kind of catalyst for your career business and change now i'm i'm fascinated by um this method that you've developed called the ascension method and i and it's a combination of your studies and research uh, tell me, is this is this a, like a one size fits all type program, or is it like is it one a, like one program or a method, or is it can is it uh, broken into s- several parts and and um, and of course by the client's needs? Do you just take out certain parts of this method, or is it like one big program? Tell me a bit of, tell us a bit, a bit about that.
1: So it is, uh, it is, it is a one size fit all in terms of the building blocks that you need to go through, which are five building blocks, mm-hmm. right? But within these building blocks, uh, there is a, a very big leeway um, that will work from one person to one person. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in whatever it is uh, within um, a human change or human performance that there is nothing that fits one person. Everybody has their own. Uh, buddy types. Everybody has their own mindsets that they come from. Everybody has their their own environments that shape them. So, um, the building blocks, the main blocks will work for everybody, but within them, I have the range and the ability to kind of bring in and bring out tools that will work according to the situation. Um, So, the initial part is all about... um, Reconditioning your uh, your unconscious mind, um, where we work together, and I guide you through a process that uh, you go inwards and find uh, the answers to the things, the baggage we call it that is holding you back. Um, most methods that are out there do not actually touch base with the root cause of the issue, which usually is between the age of zero to seven. And uh, sometimes it's even before that, so it's in your past. um, Either from your, uh, either it is genealogical or it is your past life. Whatever your belief system is, Um, but it is, it could be in your past. And what we do is we get to the the root cause of this, and we kind of um, uh, we don't erase it, but we change your perspective of the event that is in the root cause. Mm. And that basically realigns uh, all of your timeline um, to the present and to the future, and even your past. So there are cases where I dealt with some of my clients that uh, did this, and they didn't just heal themselves, they healed their parents, they healed their siblings, um, because we're all energetically connected. Um, And everything I'm talking about, by the way, is science. It's not not crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm everything I do is very grounded in science. And that's why it took me such a long time to come up with my method. I've been doing this for almost a decade because I didn't want to, uh, although I am extremely spiritual, I did not just want to base this on faith. I wanted to base this on a platform of, uh, proven, uh, science. Mm. And then you can add faith onto that as a, as a, as a top layer.
0: Yeah. Uh-
1: yeah. So, so after after just to really quickly go sure. through it after the after the the reconditioning the reconditioning, uh, and we have gotten you from an unconscious perspective to a place where you are completely transformed um, in your mind, right? And your mindset is completely changed. Then we go back into into uh, the seven pillars of transformation. I call them, which is seven pillars of your life. Um, like nutrition, relationships, um, career, spirituality, are some of them. And then we kind of assess every single pillar of your life, and um, and then we go to work. That's the long term part of the of the relationship, where we take every pillar and we and we and we maximize it in terms of its uh, in terms of its health and in terms of its efficiency. Um, so that all the pillars of your life are kind of working together to make you the best version of yourself. Mm.
0: Um, now, you mentioned before about um, sort of getting to the root cause of, uh, I guess, sort of like a, a original incidences or um, traum- traumatic experiences that would have, I guess, a grasp on, on individuals. It has also been... In the world of transformation, it's also been um, not to say that it that is not an approach, but there's also this the, the discussion that like you could it, it, it could also not necessarily need to go that far back, but also deal with the present sort of emotion or like if there's an if there's an anger issue, for example. Is learning how to bring that anger down and bring that can also help with releasing without even going back to the root cause. Do you you understand what I mean? Like, there's there are um, cases, or or you could say, or case case studies that um, that you know. Do we? Do we really need to go back to the original root cause, or is it just a matter of learning how to um, uh, bring down the the emotional charge, so to speak, when that's happening or in in the present moment um i you know I, I can see that you can benefit from both, but have you found that to be useful as well rather than like or do you are you Pretty adamant that, like, if you don't get to the cause, you won't heal.
1: Um, there is a difference between um, fixing your behavior, which is what you're referring to. Okay. So, if you are learning tools and methods to control your anger in certain situations, um, that is absolutely available. Um, some of my clients that don't want to. Um, go back to the root cause or aren't comfortable yet um, to explore that uh, that journey um, are absolutely taught um, and advised how to um, identify when certain patterns or certain behaviors emerge and they're also advised on different methods and how to uh, control the situation right however that is still a reactive process. That is still a reactive process to an unconditioned, to a to or sorry, to, to a conditioned, unconscious reaction to a certain uh stimulus, right? That you have to kind of acknowledge consciously, right? And then have the conscious tools to uh suppress the anger, right? Because that's what you're doing. At the end of the day, the anger is coming up and you're pushing it down. Right, um, that's one way of dealing with this issue. The other way is to actually deal with the the root of the problem, you know. And the root of the problem is in your unconscious mind, and that's just science. So if you really, really want to deal with the with the with the uh, the, the initiation of that of um, of that of that, uh, of that emotion then you have to go back to the root cause. It's like basically, I don't know, it's like uh, taking medication for, for, for mental mental issues, since that's what we're talking about today. Mm. You know. If you're taking medications, you in reality are not solving the problem. What you're doing is you are relieving the sure. symptoms. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. If you're le- learning through your behavioral... Um, tools to suppress the emotion, right? Then you are just learning tools that are um, relieving the symptoms, okay? Now, there is a science that says that if you continue to relieve the symptoms time after time, after time, after time, after time, time, it will start decreasing, decreasing and decreasing because your unconscious mind learns through repetition, Mm. right? That is one of the ways where you can reprogram your unconscious mind, right? Repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. But it's a ridiculous number. I, don't, I forgot what the number is, like 50,000 times or 100,000 times or something like that until it becomes a learned behavior. It becomes an unconscious pattern, mm. right? So just imagine if you have to suppress anger 50,000 times, you know, by the time, time 50,000 comes, I don't know what kind of results you're going to have in your life. Mm. Right. If you're able to go see somebody, I can, I, can, I can reprogram your unconscious mind completely in about give or take 16 hours, 15 to 16 hours of work. Right. Versus you doing this literally 50,000 hours. Mm. You know what I mean? That's all I'm telling you is just science. It's nothing I came up with, it's research. So, if you want to, because what happens when you just to go into the science a little bit? Because I'm I'm a a geek like that. um, What happens is when every time this uh, you have a stimulus and you react to it a certain way, and then you learn learn a way a method to kind of uh, change that reaction. What you're doing is you're rewiring something in your mind, right? Your neurons are connected like this, and you're rewiring it so that they disconnect. And then they and then they reconnect somewhere else, right? But if you're not dealing with the root cause, what happens is this wiring comes back slowly, because it's a habit. It's an unconscious right. habit. And your unconscious mind is ninety five percent of your behavior, so it's a lot more powerful than your conscious mind.
0: Right. Well, I, I guess like if because um, there okay there are certain emotions that are you know being human and. Uh, and I guess they're amplified based on our stories and our past experiences. So you're saying that if we change those perceptions and change those, the, the, the perceptions and the stories, the narrative and the energy charge around it, then that amplification then becomes a lot smaller and therefore those emotions and behaviour will, will then thus change. Um, Absolutely. So... Um, why then why then like so? You do you, so, you 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 feel that that in order to to really make that change, then that's then that's what, what needs to be done. So, like, if you because, like, sometimes you know, you, you can find that you've got a certain reaction to something and you can't, you just don't know. Like, it's almost like you've developed some kind of numbing around that um i guess subconsciously there's a numbing around it like and therefore you you don't really understand why you're having an anxiety attack and you're or and it could be something that's deep into in 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 your mind but what you can do over time is learn how to um decrease that or, or know you know oh i'm feeling this ang- anxiety i'm feeling this anxiousness and you start developing a way that can put you in a state of like peacefulness and quietness and then i guess it goes away i mean how how can we tell the difference between what is suppressing and what's actually letting go like yeah <laughs> does that make sense My question
1: Mm. yeah no i understand i mean
2: look um there are there if if you have
1: learned techniques to let go right then you are letting go and if you're suppressing you're suppressing for me the end result is the same right because for me it all goes back to why is this happening in the first place,
2: mm.
1: right? Whatever you do to relieve it, um, does does not still does not address that there is a there is there is there is a reason why all of this is happening to you. There's a reason why you're acting that way. There is there's a reason why these situations are making you anxious. In in my practice, that is what I'm interested in. I am interested in completely transforming people because through my own journey um, and everything that you spoke about in the introduction, my government life, uh, which I started from zero and went all the way up to a very, very high senior position. And then I kind of fell from that and then got into corporate life and climbed my way up all the way to the top and then fell again and then started the Ironman. And it's this repeating pattern of going up and down, Mm -hmm. up and down, up and down. That happens to people is because they are trying to relieve things from a behavioral perspective. Yeah, and what your unconscious mind is going to do is it's going to keep presenting whatever needs to be sorted out in your life. It's going to keep repeating it to you in patterns and in different situations, and until you relieve that that source, right? Um, and that's what I'm interested in. I'm honestly slowly and slowly not interested in working with people that want to put a surface um, bandage on, on their problems. Because I, I don't want them walking out back there and knowing the, <laughs> knowing the knowledge I have and knowing the, simple, the simplicity yeah. of it. It really is very, very simple to fix. And I don't want people coming here and going out and hurting. You know What I want is I want people to change from, from inside out completely. Mm. That's the kind of thing I'm invested yeah. in. So, so if you're asking me whether um, suppressing or letting go, um, I would definitely choose the letting go, right? And there are different tools for that. Suppressing is just making the... What, when you're suppressing something, you're not resolving it in any way. You're making it worse mm-hmm. because your unconscious mind is feeling that resistance. And trust me, your unconscious mind is a lot stronger than your conscious mind. Just think about it. You are pushing up against something that controls ninety-five percent of your being. Yep. Yep. It can push back on. It can push back using its your immunity system. It can push back using your digestive system. It can push back using your cardiac system. It can push back, dude. It controls everything.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: You know, so it will push back one Genes, way or the
0: hormones, other. Hormones. Everything. Yep. Anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything.
1: It will push back. It will present the problem to you in so many ways that, and we're not even talking about the metaphysical mm-hmm. stuff. We're just talking about the yeah, physical yeah. stuff. No, the metaphysical stuff is, that's the seat of the metaphysical stuff too. Yeah. You know, your higher self, your unconscious mind they are all connected. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that is another place where you don't want to, you don't want to mess around. Yeah. You want to be clean there. Bro, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Well, look, I can certainly relate to that um, just by uh, practicing certain methods with a com- combination of like hypnotherapy and reprogramming really, and you know you kind of see you kind of see these little because you, what you're doing is you, you're changing these paradigms and then all of a sudden there is that it's like you're changing this internal paradigm and then you're changing this sort of energy field around you and all of a sudden. It's like all these things start to, like you start to expand and then all these things around you start to change in your life as a result. So I can, I totally, I'm on board with you there. Uh, no, and you, you, you spoke about some of your clients before how you've had this, they've had, an ex, like their the relationships have changed with family and it's not like the family members. I'm assuming that the family members not, ha- haven't done the work, but because of that individual who has done that work, has th- therefore their relationship with their family members has changed. Even in their relationship, whether it be the spouse, therefore the dynamic starts to change. So, I wa- so I wanted to talk about collective consciousness and quantum healing, and um, how are you practicing this? with your clients and, and do you do group sessions with family members or is it just usually those kind of results that you're talking about have been because of an individual changing themselves and therefore their relationships have changed?
1: I, I've never done families. I've done relationships um, and I've done um, kind of parents and their kids because a lot of people that bring their kids around here um, don't, Really realize that it's 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 their it's their kids conditioning that's happening at home that's resulting in and the and the problems they're displaying, right? So in that sense, I sometimes work with families that way. Uh, but what I was referring to um, is actually this profound um, uh, side effect to you working on yourself because you are projecting your reality outwards. This is how, this is how we work from a quantum perspective, right? So whatever, like, you know, that saying be the change you want to see Mm -hmm. in the world, right? That's exactly what it is. It's, 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 it's a very, very profound, deep quantum statement, if you want to call it that, because basically what that's saying is you need to change yourself from inside first, which is changing your conditioning. What I'm talking about, you know, changing your, uh, your emotions, changing your thoughts, and that will project outwards a life that you want to see that also includes your family members it includes everybody because once this could happen in two ways one way is if you are displaying to your family how your change has is affecting you then they will look at you and they will think okay you know this guy is not crazy anymore <laughs> like we thought he was talking about quantum stuff and mm-hmm. healing and and whatever, and they will probably follow suit. That's one way. And the other way is that you are actually energetically connected uh, to your to your family members and to the people around you. We're all energetically connected to each yep. other. And the more we heal ourselves, the more we pour into this uh, this uh, unifying consciousness that we're in. And you're you're pouring into the consciousness. And from my perspective, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing it's a lot more relative to the circles closer to you, right? So you're affecting the circles closer to you and the people that you're energetically connected with, um, uh, closely, you're affecting them much stronger than people that are distant and people that are more distant, but you're still playing into consciousness. The more you, you improve and the more you fix yourself from the Mm -hmm. inside, because, because we're all consciousness at the end of the day and we're here as consciousness's representative, if you want to say, on this earth, to have an experience and to pour back what we are experiencing. This is what we're doing, right? So if every single one of us fixes what's going on, then consciousness as a whole will get better and better and better and better, right? And um, at the end of the day, what else are we here for? That's what we're here for.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I guess, um, yeah, I, look, it, it's a, it is a fascinating. I think this, you know, a lot of people do feel, um, you know, when, when, when you talk about collective consciousness and you talk about that kind of, um, when you're talking about quantum, and it's great that you have, like, I understand your, 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 um, interest with sort of getting sort of a scientific evidence around around it because you a lot of people want that kind of pragmatic and uh tangible kind of explanations because this sort of stuff and this sort of way of thinking is just can be really far out for some people and intimidating as well. I mean I've 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 uh I kind of lo- i've lost relationships i've lost because of this way of thinking as well you know you know or or i not um you know it's, it's kind of you, you you start when you start thinking like this and your your life changes you you do certain relationships around you start to change <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, tell me, um, and and that brings me on to this. The, the last discussion is boundaries <laughs> um, and daily routines. Um, tell me about your daily routine and what does it consist of, and and sticking to your boundaries and sticking to, um, you know, I guess your own like like you know because you know what works for you and and you know that this stuff works because this is a boundary. This is a boundary in itself. So, how do you like? How do you ensure that um, that you, you, you that you don't get distracted or disrupted by by these boundaries and, and um, you know of your boundaries? You know,
1: I think what I found from working with many people and working on myself all these years that not. Paying attention to the boundaries you set yourself is directly correlated with how much love you have for yourself. Boom. Right? I love it. <laughs> and as soon as you start noticing that, and as soon as you start projecting love inwards, then these boundaries are going to take place. Whatever your boundaries are, this is, this is a- Did you start to honor relative.
0: yourself, right? You're honoring yes. yourself. Yes.
1: Yes. Mm. I, I, say, I say to my clients, I am- I've done my work when you're able to stand butt naked in front of a in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say, I love you and really, really feel it inside. Like I say that and I goosebump because it's just the most amazing feeling in the world to be able to genuinely just be completely exposed and look at yourself physically and mentally and spiritually and think, I love this person in front of me, you know, and I forgive him and I love him and I just want to move forward with him and I want to experience this life every day like that. But when you start your life, when you start your day like that, right? There isn't a single person or a single thing that can go through your boundaries, right? And I talk to also to a lot of my clients and a lot on a lot a lot on podcasts recently because this has been very important for people to kind of heal from what's happening right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with us being you know, stuck at home or whatever you want to call it. I don't see it as stuck. I, I love it, but I'm a homey person. But, you know, <laughs> when people come to me and say, I'm stuck at home, I'm stuck with my family, I'm stuck with my kids. And, so, and the language. And, uh, <laughs> yes, the language. And, and this, this, uh, this encroachment on your personal space that, that people are feeling at the moment because they're not used to it. It's natural, right? Yeah. Um, but what's important is that you understand that if you love yourself first and foremost, it is not selfish. It is actually the best thing you can do for everyone else. Yeah. And yeah. especially the people close to you, especially your kids. I'm a father and I'm a husband and, and, and I love them to bits. And you know that, you know them both and you know how I am mm-hmm. with them, you know,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but they don't come ahead of me. They don't. Because if I don't build these boundaries for myself, even with them, like you said, my routine in the morning, I wake up in the morning, I go do my meditation, I have time to myself, I, I do my exercise, yoga, whatever is going on that day, um, and then I come back. And that actually allows me to be 100% with Isla. I switch off my phone, I have two hours in my schedule set for her, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything. I don't touch my phone, I don't check my emails, I am with her 100%. And to be mm-hmm. very honest with you, that's all she needs. Because anyways, after two hours, she's like, okay, daddy, I'm going to go hang out with Dada, which is her nanny, you know? Right. And she's, she's, she's had it because she wants to move on. And what better do you want to teach your kids than that? You mm-hmm. know,
2: mm-hmm. when
1: you are with somebody you or with them a hundred percent, and then it's okay to let go and go do whatever you want to do. You know, it's up to her, right? That is what is the most important thing for you to do, to love yourself infinitely. To the point where that love pours outwards then to everything else that you're involved in with your family, with your job, with your, whatever you're passionate about and, and, and everything you do every day. Yeah. And that helps you kind of maintain that boundary in everything you do, whatever your boundaries are. You know, I, I'm not, I don't judge here. You know, people come to me with all kinds of stuff. I don't judge. I, I don't, I frankly, sometimes I don't even care. It's, it's none of my business. You know, I'm, I'm empathetic, but everybody to their own, um, but whatever boundaries you want to have in your life, the only way to enforce them is by you paying attention to how much you love yourself. They're just completely correlated. Amazing. It's funny because well, you're, ta- you're ta- you were talking about one of us, there's something I wanted to touch base with you. Like I actually didn't talk sure. to you about this, but, um, I, I worked with a client recently who was a DJ, um, mm-hmm. before a long time ago and uh, and he um uh, through and an, and he's he's very good at what he does um uh he's he's been a dj um in the us he's been a dj here in dubai he's been a dj in lebanon and um he was opening he was on an opening night in a club in lebanon and uh, a horn went off behind his ear and he got tinnitus which destroyed his career as as you can imagine um but then this guy um Amazing, amazing, amazing guy, very spiritual, very enlightened. Um, Understood that this was happening for him for a reason, realized that the DJ life in general wasn't really suiting him. So Mm -hmm. he moved to becoming a pianist, and now he's a trained pianist um, and he's working towards launching his first album. Uh, Brilliant mind. I loved talking to him, but he had a couple of things that he wanted to sort out. And I started noticing while we were working that. Maybe, maybe this is usually a side effect of what I do. Um, mm-hmm. That maybe the tinnitus is somehow related to what he's saying, especially that he thought that the tinnitus was there to teach him something, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And from that perspective, if he's learned that thing, then the tinnitus should go away, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Naturally,
1: right? Mm-hmm. This is what I believe. Your unconscious mind presents this problem to you physically, That's right? A symptom. Or yeah, or mentally or emotionally. That's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. a symptom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you clear the root cause of the problem, then all these symptoms should go away.
0: Yeah. Right? Sometimes not overnight, but they gr- gradually. Abs- yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your body knows, your unconscious mind knows mm-hmm. how much time and how much, how much it needs to, for sure,
0: to do things. For sure.
1: So we started working together and uh, I never promised them anything about the tinnitus, but I had it in the back of my mind. Um, and when I work with my clients, they're completely healed. Because that's what I'm trying to project inward, outwards. I'm projecting outwards a client that's healed already. Right? Because in my eyes, they're healed already. They they, they have the capability within them, the infinite capability within them to heal themselves from anything. Yeah. Right? Your body can do that. Yep. So, so we started working and we and we started working on some of limiting beliefs and 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 stuff like that. And slowly, day by day, while we were working together, day by day, he'd wake up and he'd tell me, bro like things were going on in my ear while I was sleeping. Like I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I can, I can feel something happening in my ear and his doctors, all his doctors told him that this is, this, this is a permanent a condition you can't heal from. Mm. Right. And for me, the worst thing that anybody can tell me is no, or I can't like, as soon as somebody <laughs> says, that's why I can't, that's why I am where I am right now. Cause people, people told me I couldn't heal from the stuff that was, that was going on with me, mm. you know? And so, um, just to address the, the beginning things we were talking about, this is what happens when you start dealing with the root cause of things, is that a lot of things start disappearing and a lot of things start healing automatically. And mm. when you're healing yourself, you're healing everybody else around you and you're healing you know, the, the, whole, the whole of creation because we're all connected.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: It's, it's, a noble, it's a noble cause to heal yourself. It's a noble, noble cause.
0: Yeah, but it, I guess it but it also sometimes as I was saying before though it does it does change um certain relationships that might be around you and they like relationships can um the dynamic of those relationships can change because of where someone is in their journey or in their path. And well, no. yeah, so you you know
1: that. You're like the perfect yes. example of that, you know. We, we spoke about that before on, on, on our private like coffee mm. meetings or whatever, yes. you know. But but I mean, look, it's very simple. It's all about vibration. It's mm. all about energy and vibration. And the more you ascend, the more your vibration ascends with you. And the more you vibrate higher, then you are losing the vi- you are going to lose the vibration of the people that are lower than you not, this, I'm saying this very humbly, right? Yeah, not, not lowering
0: are or... they less of a person. No, no, they're you. not. Yeah, they're yeah. just in a different journey. I understand. And, yeah,
1: yeah, And mm. the best thing for them and for you is for you guys to go separate ways. Yeah. Right? It's the best thing. It's the best thing you can do. Yes, it can hurt. Yes, it can do all of these things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. it is part of the side effects. <laughs> it's yeah. part of the side effects. And, and, yeah. and, and, and your ascension is going to attract what's best for you and what's best to serve you at the moment of your, of your, of your uh, enlightenment or your ascension or your mm. growth.
2: Mm,
0: mm, mm. Um, Arsalan, I always love chatting with you, buddy. Um, it, we can go on, for, because this is very dear to me, this, the, these subjects, and I love talking about it. I can go on for hours, but we are out of time. I, um, please tell the listeners where they can find you, learn more about you and uh, your your, uh, your work.
1: So uh, my website is www.arsalan, A-R-S-A-L-A-N, my first name, .co. Um, and my Instagram account is arsalan.alhashimi. Um, you can see my first name and my last name, I guess, in the, in the notes, I guess, of this, uh, <laughs> yes, of yes. this show. I'll be sharing uh, Because it's, it's hard to spell. I know it's difficult. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, either my website uh, has a contact page um, it also has a bunch of information about me or you can go to my Instagram account and DM me and I'll reply to you as soon as I can.
0: That's amazing. Thank you again. Thanks for coming onto the show. Once again, I, I did want to uh, have that um, one-on-one session with you this time and just to be able to share um, like what I'm doing with, with uh, this podcast is uh, bringing in people like yourself, as well as all the amazing music people that i'm um uh, that i'm uh, have, having as guests on the show and uh by all means if you do have any questions uh and you after consulting in the sort of music and electronic music and personal development please email me at info at jameslocksmith.net. sign up to the newsletter on jameslocksmith.net and you will be able to uh, find out more about Electronic Music Man, all the amazing guests. That's it for today. Thank you so much, Arslan. thank you. Thank you, thank you,
1: bro. Right. Much love. We out, we out, we yeah, out, we, yeah, we out.
0: Peace. Peace.